You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. I am Bogdan and I will be your host for today. Together with me in the guest position is Andrei Krudu, the co-host of this show. Hello. <laughs> so let me give you a little short bio about uh, our guest for today. From online entrepreneur to corporate ladder climber to we media mogul and investor. Now that's a career path. After finishing his studies, he decided to strike it out on his own and built the number one weight loss website at the time. After selling it and retiring for a couple of years, he decided to give corporate life a chance. And corporate life has been amazingly good to him. He started as a junior software developer and climbed up the old corporate ladder all the way to the director of operations position. In his own words, being responsible for the well-being of 80 people is a challenging and exhilarating experience. Now he wants to share with you the hard life lessons he's learned during his professional metamorphosis. Better yet, he wants to help shakers and movers share their life stories and hard-earned success tips with as many people as possible. That is why he started the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan. Hello, Andre. Hello, Bogdan. It's a pleasure ha- having me here on, <laughs> on the show. And it's a pleasure being here with you. Okay. So, uh, would you like to add a little bit more about yourself? Um, a little more about myself. I have uh, a double major. Uh, I majored in uh, law and also in computer science. And, uh, and, um, but at heart, I've always been a techie. Um, I, I had to do the, the major in law because my parents really, really wanted me to be a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> filial piety. Yes. I like it. Yes. I had, uh, I, I made my parents happy. <laughs> you sure did. Yes. And because I was, uh, and I still am a techie at heart, it didn't come that naturally for me to be a leader. And because I excelled at the technical stuff, I kept being promoted to higher positions and higher positions. So I had to learn how to become a leader because I didn't want to just have the position uh, and without having the the opportunity and apps actually being invested in helping my team achieve their goals and grow and uh, and expand and be more happy in the work they were doing on a daily basis. Would it be right to assume that you were more of a do-it-yourself kind of guy? Oh yeah, I was one of those guys that if he could do the job himself, he would prefer to do it and pile more on his plate (laughs) uh, than actually uh, spread out the work and uh, give other people the opportunity to shine. Okay, so you weren't uh, comfortable delegating tasks. No, I wasn't comfortable at all delegating tasks. I was like, I was really comfortable delegating to myself. Did you find it difficult to ask for help? Yeah, I found it really, really difficult to ask for help, um, to delegate. um, 
uh, interpersonal relationships, uh, working relationships uh, weren't that, uh, didn't come natural to me. I had to work at them to become more personable. So it's been a growth experience and I'm really, really grateful for all the wonderful people I got to work with that helped me grow. Uh, and um, I shared a part of my life with them. And how about now? How do you now feel about uh, asking for help for once and uh, also delegating? Now it's like second nature. It's, nice. Uh, it's the natural thing. I, I realize that it's impossible to do everything yourself and you create an inferior product or you deliver an inferior end result uh, by doing that because you cannot cover everything uh, and you also are are hurting your team members because they do not get to have uh, a fulfilling work experience by doing that they have to see that they grow they learn new stuff each day so even if you're really good at something and you know that your teammates might not be that great uh, find one that wants to pick it up, help him, spend the, invest the time instead of doing it yourself, invest the time in your, in your team to help them learn how to do it and uh, help them become better. Yes, and they also deserve a chance at uh, trying new stuff and proving themselves. Yes. So that they, they also get the opportunity if they so wish to climb the corporate ladder such exactly. as you did. So they can help you go a step upwards and then somebody needs to fill your position and it's ideally you should have somebody from your team step up. So everybody wins. That's lovely. So let's get the show rolling. Okay. What is the biggest leadership success story you have witnessed personally? Uh, well, this one is a personal story. Uh, it's my own story. Close to the heart, I like it. It, it is close to the heart. Uh, it's how uh, it's my role as a director of operations. Actually, I fell into that position. I went to uh, to get another position with the company, and uh, the owner of the company actually saw traits in me that I undervalued myself. Oh. Yes, and he proposed me to be his right-hand man. And I, I was a little taken aback. And I, and I was thinking, like, am I capable of doing this? Uh, isn't uh, Am I not uh, aiming too high, moving too fast, doubting myself? And it's, it's terrible to doubt yourself. And I recommend anybody that has, like, an opportunity like this, fell on your lap just take it and run with it you will learn so much uh, especially if you second guess yourself like i i do a lot of times so um, just go forth and do it and the amazing thing is uh, the company had some uh, issues with a couple of projects that were the major troublemakers inside of the company and uh, they've been trying to solve them for uh, six months to a year. Oh, so they were stuck in quagmire. Uh, a little. They were a little stuck in quagmire. But I came into the situation 
and I was able to to fix them in a month, a month and a half, and that's really built my confidence, and uh, it spurred me on to to do more inside the the company to help more people, uh, and I could see I could see like most of uh, of the people there were really happy uh, with uh, the stuff that I was doing, the plans I was having. Uh, of course, some of them weren't happy. That's something that happens, and you have to to live through it. Uh, make an omelet. Yeah, to make an omelet, you need to break some eggs. That's true. Uh, the idea is uh, to not break too many eggs. Yes, <laughs> true. So, um, I'm guessing it's um, it was a very different perspective uh, living the old quote of having a leader believe in you when you couldn't believe in yourself and then through the challenges of taking up the task, finding that own personal confidence and then finally believing in yourself. Oh yeah, that that, that is something that, uh, and I believe it's the job of any leader, especially in the, the sea level suits or if they were the the leaders that bring the inspiration behind and the vision behind the company to invest in people and see and look for qualities that some of the people working there might not uh, appreciate themselves or they might devalue and help them uh, surpass those limiting beliefs and uh, grow into their full potential. Yeah, good leaders boost morale, great leaders boost confidence. Yes, it's true, it is true. Well, now that we've heard your uh, your success story, can you share with us uh, what you believe to be the biggest leadership fail you have had the unfortunate experience of witnessing? Ah, leadership failures and failures in general, so many to choose from. But if it, if I have to choose the biggest, it will have like to be um, at another company that I worked. <clears throat> um, I had the opportunity to to start the project on the side. I found out during a meeting that they, uh, one of the biggest clients we were trying to acquire as a company, they tried to do a project in-house. They spent a boatload of money and a boatload of time and they weren't capable of uh, of delivering they failed yes they failed and they they really wanted that project i'm guessing this was a big company it was a it was a fortune 500 company oh my god yeah really big in their field um i think they're actually a fortune 100 company it doesn't matter and i started working on uh on the side um, creating a minimal viable product uh, as a proof of concept that it can be done. I had an idea how to how to achieve it, and I, I made it work. I, I showed it to <clears throat> to the company, and they said, "Oh my God, this is awesome! You're working full time on this from now on, uh, and because we this is our future as a company." Okay. Okay. Um, 
Due to that project, the company basically doubled in size in, uh, in around one year uh, with perspectives to grow even more. Uh, got the, the big companies a client and several other companies that were looking for the same solution and they couldn't uh, figure out how to do it themselves. And everything was good. So you might be asking yourself, what is the failure in this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was going to be my next question. Well, the failure here is don't promise stuff and then not deliver on it. And what I'm meaning here is the owner of the company, he was selling the Silicon Valley dream. Okay. If you work hard, if you provide value for the company, uh, you will get uh, shares in the company. You will get to move up. You'll get more vacation bonuses. Well, bonuses. So he always he was talking the talk that you will be appreciated if you do the work and you really care about the company and you bring value. Out of his own initiative. Out of his own initiative. So he so, wasn't pressured to promise these. So he these wasn't things. pressured. Nobody was asking him for to do that stuff. But he was constantly, constantly talking about this. Question. Did he ever deliver? Well, just a second. I'm getting to that part. So, um, I delivered with my team the project. And then it came time to basically had the annual review uh, to discuss about what happened. Then uh, I went like with big expectations and uh looking really forward for uh, for the meeting with the company owner face to face face to face yes and that's when the basically the bottom fell out he didn't even show to the meeting he sent somebody else which and it was like the first time that person ever did uh, <laughs> reviews Okay. For, for the company so it wasn't something uh, normal inside the company uh, and then he started avoiding av avoiding me not wanted to talk and he just did not want to deliver on the promises that he made himself all the time and look i understand uh, the old ostrich technique yeah the old ostrich technique put your head inside the ground and suddenly you're invisible exactly and i understand you cannot give a piece of your business to each and every employee even if there are plans to do it so there are ways to do it if you really want to do it uh, and i uh, yes if an employee is coming and is doing his job and only his job it doesn't bring like really big growth and changes your business in scale and size and brings new ideas that really help it grow. Okay, maybe you can give give that person just bonuses or uh, an extra vacation or a pat on the back, which would have been good. I would have taken that also. Okay, <laughs> but I did not get like not even a, an increase in salary. Nothing, nothing at all. No bonuses, no participation. Tell me at least you got some free time, vacation time. No vacation time, and I hadn't taken any oh vacation God. time until then because uh, then I was really excited about the project and I was invested everything, everything on it. Um, 
which is something I find really strange. If you have a person that works on his own time and invests his own is his own time and money because I bought courses, I spoke with people, reached out to people to solve difficult technical problems uh, because it wasn't an, an easy uh, uh, an easy solution to do. Wait, those weren't refunded by the company? No, it was all on my dime, and at the end. The Silicon Valley dream died, <laughs> died oh in God. that company, at least for me. Oh my God. Uh, in a way. So it's also like a cautionary tale. Uh, I, I was oh, I was also blinded because most of the people working for that company uh, were uh, venting their disgruntlement uh, around the water cooler. And they were not that happy. But I said, look, uh, in my naive mind, I said, uh, uh, maybe if I provide really great value, uh, that person is going to to honor his word. Uh But it seems um, it's true that a wolf does not uh, change his... uh, His fur. His fur. Yeah. Um, Can you share... What uh, happened? How did you handle the situation when you found out that you weren't getting any vacation time, no bonuses, no participation, nothing, no appreciation for your work, basically? Actually, I was happy to continue with the project. Okay. And finish it. Even even with the situation. Uh, But then I got a really, really nasty email complaining that I wasn't uh, working fast enough, hard enough. Oh my God. Because the new clients were putting pressure and adding deadlines and they were promising them stuff that I I repeatedly told them like it will, ha- it will take this amount of time to deliver it. And they were cutting the deadlines in half or even less than that and promising stuff that it would have taken more people and more investment and even with more people it could not be delivered in the time that they promised to the clients uh, and I got like uh, a really s- email that an email that made me really sad of the whole situation and that's when I knew like okay so uh, you don't want me to enjoy any of the upside and you're also now uh, putting pressure and uh, blame on me for bringing you all this success. So adding insult to injury. Yes. Um, can you maybe share what happened after you left? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're jumping. So due to that email, I basically left the organization after finishing up all the work that I promised and delivered actually on time but the project was far from uh, finished uh, from finished uh, and after I worked the organization I kept in touch with some of my former colleagues uh, and now for the company from being in a financial boom they're in a financial strait and they're having issues they had to fire 50% of uh, their employees. Oh my God. Yes, and it's not fun at all working there. And uh, I believe they lost the the big clients that were brought on due to the project because 
it languished uh, because you needed specific a specific skill set and uh, a specific knowledge that's not that common to to be able to to finish it. Uh-huh. So basically, don't promise stuff to to people and then don't deliver. Oh, don't do that! And especially if you have somebody that creates something that you know it's hard to to do already and they make it possible don't think that you're going to to find uh, replacement for that for that person like easily or at all um, i'm not saying that i'm super special or anything but it was just uh, the nature of the project it was like um, it fitted like a glove made specifically for me so oh, it was up your alley yeah it was up my alley and i was really excited about the project i w- I had passion for it. I wanted to make it, so it was like the whole, all the stars aligned. Unfortunately, it was the right, <laughs> the wrong company to align, <laughs> under which the stars to align oh my themselves. Oh, well, it happens. Yes, <clears throat> unfortunately, it does. That's why it's really important um, to be realistic and do like a vetting of the of the company itself and the leadership of the company and uh, to say if i do all this extra work will it get uh, compensated will i uh, uh, will i uh, get the due rewards uh, and sometimes i have to say it sometimes even if you realize you don't you will not get the due rewards it's really gratifying for yourself to do the work and yeah, to see them. to see it through. Yes, but at least be realistic and don't get disappointed disappointed at the end when you do not get also the you do not get to reap the rewards. Is this kind of like uh, not seeing the forest for the trees? Uh, in a way. In a way. Wow. Powerful stuff. Um, if you would have to sum it up, what would be your leadership philosophy? Our leadership philosophy. That's a really, really tough question to sum it up. But I I think it would be treat uh, your teammates and the people that are um, you're working with, treat them as human beings. Realize that they have goals, they have aspirations, they have dreams, they have good days, they have bad days, they have days where they're just moving through them Uh, shouldn't that be obvious it should be obvious but you would be amazed how many people uh, have double standards they have one standard oh uh, today I have an off day so people should understand that but when it comes to uh, Other other people having an off day they're like no you're here you have to do the work it's, it's not like that, at least in my opinion. Some rules for you and some rules for me. Yes, it's it's not a good situation. And you have to understand that it's, you're working with human beings, you're not working with machines. Um, and this is something hard, especially when you're technically inclined, you have higher expectations and you some way in some way you expect people to 
to in their profession to work as a as a machine and uh, with no downtime no breakage uh, you just tell them here do this and they should be able to do it but it's it's not like that it oh is. yeah it's... i learned that one myself <laughs> yes nope. something we all have to learn and it's it's good it's really good and it's a humbling experience and also you realize that the leaders that you admire the most are the ones that saw you saw your humanity and embraced you with your failures and with how you were working and your pace and they figured out ways to to help you out um, to grow and uh, push be push beyond your uh, your own limiting beliefs yeah. so ju just realize that you're working with humans and it's not perfect it's like in a family it's it's not always perfect you have little quarrels little disputes who who's going doing the dishes you haven't done the dishes in a long time yeah butting heads yeah butting heads so don't expect like in a family where people actually love each other and they share the same boat and they share the same boat uh, if there are, if you have uh, little uh, sparks flying there, uh, you have to be extra careful while uh, in a professional uh, environment. environment. Yeah. So basically, be more understanding of people. Yes. They're human beings as well. They have good traits, bad bad traits, flaws. Uh, yes. People are very similar, but at the same time they have their own uh, unique characteristics and you need to take those into account yes okay can you please share with us three leadership tips you have for uh, for uh, aspiring leaders well it's uh, <laughs> it will be like the old it will be like communication, 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 <laughs> something like that. Learn to communicate because it's not just it's not just going to help you in your uh, in your job. It's going to help you everywhere else. It's going to help you in your personal life. It's going to help you when you want to get a new job. When you want to whatever you want to do. You cannot achieve it alone. It's really, really hard to go at it alone. And it always is more fun and more pleasurable if you work towards a goal with other people. And to be able to do that efficiently and in a pleasant way, you have to be able to communicate. So first learn to communicate rather than be silent. And I'm guessing secondly, learn to communicate coherently. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's not being coherent or it's about being able to express your uh, your ideas and what you're trying your vision and what you're trying to achieve in a way that people get involved in it and they see the big picture they realize and being able to discuss the same idea differently with several people because each person has a different uh, way of thinking a different background so you you need to tailor make your message for each person individually 
and it's not just when speaking when i when i say communication it's everything it's the written form you have to be able to write emails letters reports whatever you're writing you have to be able to put the right words on the paper to get the desired result that you want and i've seen really really terrible emails that caused more problems than solved <laughs> and they were long emails they weren't short emails and at the end of the email you were more confused than at the beginning of it were they rants or were they well-intentioned no they were well-intentioned they they read really professionally but it's like you read a, a a thousand words of nothing. Oh, grammatically correct, but no message. No message, no nothing. You didn't. You, it actually created more uh, unclarity and lack of clarity than uh, you had before. Um, so learn, learn to learn to communicate. Secondly, I would have to say, take chances, take risks, be bold. Uh, you will never be prepared for the next step in your career. Uh, if you wait to the moment you feel like you're ready, uh, probably it already passed you. Uh, always when you have a new opportunity to, to step in a new position in the direction you want to go, for God's sake, do it. Because you will learn more even by failing in that position, you will learn more than uh, than by uh, taking more time to learn and improve yourselves and uh, find out exactly how to be stellar at it. So the best way to ride a bike, to learn how to ride a bike is to... Ride a bike. Ride a bike. Exactly. And, and it's funny because what you presuppose that you need to do the job... Uh, you might be right like in 30% of the cases, but 70% it will be totally off-field, something that you would have never known that you needed unless you actually did the job. So it's it's something that, it works like that. At least in my experience in everything uh, I ever did is, I went in with one idea and I came out with three different ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Of it. Oh, that's good. And uh, the last one uh, would be, as I said, uh, be a human being and realize that you're working with human beings and adjust your expectations to that. What about employees who work on the production line with robots? Well, you can have high expectations of the robots, but not of, uh, of the employees working on, on the production line. They're also going to have like slow days when something might have happened at home and they might not be as productive and you need to to talk to them, soothe them, uh, get their spirits up. Uh, so, and that's a way to solve the bottlenecks that are created by emotions. So be human and more importantly, act human. Yes. Okay. And uh, this is my favorite question. What is the book that had the most profound impact on you? Oh, so many books. I've read so, so many books. Um, 
But the one that had the most profound impact on me, it's a book by L. Rice and Jack Trout. And it's a book that it's pretty hard to find. I see you have it in your hand now. Oh, I have it in my hand, yes. Uh, it took me close to a year to get a copy of it. Uh, and uh, the authors are mainly known for their books on marketing and business. But this book is called Horse Sense. The key to success is finding a horse to ride. And I know it sounds like an equestrian book. And I am sure that a lot of people, that hobbyists that love horses, probably bought this book and were really, really disappointed <laughs> by the contest of it. Uh, because it has nothing to do with horses. It's more of a metaphor for the content that they are um, going through inside the book. What is the book about? So the book is about uh, how to have success okay. and how and how to maximize your chances of success. And it basically goes through, through this and uh, <clears throat> the main idea of the book is that actually your network, the people you know, have the highest influence on your success level. Okay, so... And the lowest chance of success is going it at, at it alone. So, riding no horse, riding yourself. Yes, riding yourself, <laughs> as, they, as they put it. I is. guess that's the way you ride yourself into an early grave. Yes, you're not going to be happy and you'll have to work so, so hard to achieve success. Now, in this book, the best and easiest and fastest way to success is if your family um, is rich and has the success you want or might not be rich, but for example, they're uh, famous actors or not famous. Let's say the well off. Actors. If well your family off. is well off, is well off, yes. Uh, then getting involved in the family business is the fastest way to achieve the same uh, level of success as your family. Uh huh. So being born well off is the best way to ensure yes. that you are well off in life. Isn't that obvious? It should be obvious. But it's not. And they go like through the process, like embrace. Uh, if your family has certain opportunities that are open to them, but would be close like to 99% of the population, embrace them, use them to to go forth and, uh, and enjoy that success. Quick question. So you mentioned that the the book talks about how important it is to leverage your connections not uh, do it alone and uh, and build a trusting and cap capable uh, network so to say yeah. might that be the reason why very successful families always send their children to boarding school yeah that's uh, that's one reason because you get to create a really valuable network there but the main idea that i got from the book is if you want to be successful, align yourself with successful people, with people that have the kind of success that you want to have, uh, and you are more likely to achieve it. Okay. So, so don't go at it alone. Work with other people, reach out to them, uh, befriend them, and create value for them, make them create friendships 
with uh, successful people uh, and your chances of success really grow they grow a lot nice well where can people go and find out more about you andre well of course they can go to takeyleadership.com and listen to the show uh, my goal is to provide as much insight and value for all uh, our listeners to help them become better leaders uh, my idea is not to become the greatest leader of the world overnight uh, if you get just one idea one tip from each show that helps you become one percent better it add up, it adds up really fast in a year or two or how long it takes but the idea is to incrementally become better uh, at it and uh, i hope you you enjoy uh, the show yeah i hope so too thank you for coming it's been a pleasure bye 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 that was today's episode tune in daily rate like subscribe and share please oh you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techleadership.com including links to the guest book recommendations.